0: Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. My name is Brooke McCallery.
1: My name is Ben McCallery. Welcome to a brand new season of the Slow Home Podcast. It's great to be back.
0: It is great to be back. Heading into the final season of the year, which feels strange to say because this year has lasted obviously a decade, but also only a week.
1: Exactly. It is uh, the twilight zone of years. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got to say, it is really nice to be back. I've, I've been looking forward to recording these intros with you for quite some time.
0: You have. Yeah. So thank you for being the driving force because there were moments where you really needed to give me a little nudge, and nudge you did, and I'm, I'm very grateful. So, I mean, we have genuinely a fantastic lineup of conversations to share with you um, over the next couple of months, and I'm really excited to to dig in.
1: Can I just ask, is there a particular theme for this season? Because, I don't know, I I feel like these, there'll be returning guests for sure and we've got a very special guest for this episode, but definitely returning guests but new guests as well. How did you go about making this series?
0: Basically the same way I make most series, which is go where my intuition takes me. (laughs) Uh, I'm not that strategic. But what I always find interesting is that common threads – will emerge in a season Uh, and in this season it's been fascinating to see that the broad topic of regeneration has come up over and over again in most of the conversations i've already had and when i hear regeneration i i think regenerative farming right but it is far more broad than that and far more broadly applicable than that a lot of our guests talk about regenerative thinking regenerative living Um, You know, and apply that lens to their work and the way that they show up in the world. And I guess the other side of that coin is that virtually everyone speaks about burnout too. Because I think that the year that we have, the two years really that we have all lived through uh, has taken a toll in lots of different ways on virtually everyone. So I think that the conversation around burnout is a really important one particularly when paired with the third thread that seems to have woven its way through all of the conversations, which is care and different perspectives on what care actually is. So, you know, without giving anything away really at all about the conversations that I've I've had, I think it does speak very, this whole season speaks really clearly to the heart of how many of us are feeling, mm. which is, I guess, a combination of burnt out and exhausted, anxious and hopeful, you know.
1: The new normal.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Mm. So, you know, I am I am I'm very excited to share those conversations because there's so many practical takeaways from it. Uh, and I think if anything, we all are looking for those small practical steps because things feel overwhelming or they certainly do and have to me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to to have a way forward that doesn't ask the world of us, you know, all at once is a, I don't know, I feel like it's a, a hopefully helpful way to come back.
1: Which is so nice because basically that's the main theme in, in your book, Care, as well, really. Yeah. At the end of the day. So it's a quite, synchronicity is, is sort of perfect.
0: Yeah. And that wasn't on purpose. I understand
1: that. But that's, we. I mean, I guess... Yeah, it wasn't on purpose, but you put that out into the universe and they're the That's true. That's what you're grabbing at that's the true. moment. Yeah. So you know, that's it's not surprising, but it is it's yeah, it is very cool actually. Did you want to talk about care and how people can get their eyes and ears into
0: it? Ooh, ears. Ears. Very good. Thank so you. So this might be very relevant to people listening. Um you may or may not know that I ran into some difficulties with the audiobook publication of Care it was meant to come out the same time as the print book uh, but I was recording I was literally in the middle of recording when my dad got sick uh, so the recording got put on the back burner for a couple of months and then we got locked down and the studio was closed and la 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 la. so I have now recorded the audiobook for Care and I recorded it in our wardrobe yeah it's a. Go- it's so it was go- actually fine.
1: I've recorded some stuff in there because I really appreciated the acoustics of it. Yeah,
0: and the the I mean the wonderful sound engineer who ended up editing and pulling the, the whole production together commented on the fact that it pretty much sounds like the studio. Uh, there were like errant roosters and cockatoos <laughs> in the background, but he assures me that most of them have not made the cut. But if you do hear some wildlife, you know, welcome to country living. Exactly. So that is now, as of like right now, available for pre-order on Audible or wherever you find your audio books, and will be available for download on December one. So you can pre-order and um, get in line for that. I am really excited actually to have it finally out
1: because slow wasn't read by you.
0: Yes, it was. Oh, sorry, the Australian version was, but for reasons that I'm still not entirely sure about. Um, the American, the North American version of slow was read by someone else. And I always assumed it was because my accent might've made it hard for people to understand. Yeah, mate. Um, but it was actually read by another Australian. So. Oh, you're kidding me. No, I think it was a rights issue. If you're a North American listener and are able to get your hands on a download of the audiobook, it will be read by me.
1: Worldwide, it'll be read by you, except French and
0: <laughs> Except Polish. any of the languages that I don't speak. <laughs> uh, and also, some good news there is a Polish version of Care um, coming out, too. I'm not sure of publication details, but that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Still, unfortunately, though, no word on. Oh, I know. Uh, the UK or North America. The rest America. of the
1: territories.
0: But on that, yes, I do have books, um, copies of all of my books for sale on my website now uh, and can personalise and sign them for you. So if that's something that you would like to buy for yourself or someone that you love for Christmas, a copy of Care or Slow or Destination Simple or all three even. Signed. Signed, personalised. Uh, I would recommend probably getting on to that sooner rather than later because postage around the world has been pretty sloppy the last year. <gasps> sloppy. <laughs> that's, that's such a
1: perfect word for it because we've had so many things delivered that have been broken or damaged in some way.
0: Sure. I mean, look, people are up against it and I get it. It's a really tough gig at the moment. Yeah. Um, but if you are looking to order... Some um, some personalised some sloppy, signed books not. They books. won't be sloppy, they'll be well packaged They'll be pristine <laughs> The cut off for um, Sales is the 24th of November If you live anywhere other than Australia 8th of December if you live In Australia uh, and would like To be shipping to Australia So yeah, if you would like personalised signed copies Of any of my books, just head to SlowYourHome.com and hit the Shop tab at the top Here we go Something else yes. though to tell you uh, they are all carbon positive. So all Australia Post parcels are carbon neutral. And we made the decision ages ago to make sure that the books are carbon positive. So we plant trees with every print run of my books that um, is released. So just to allay any eco-anxiety fears there.
1: Very good. All right. Well, we should probably get into this episode.
0: With a very special guest, friend of the show.
1: Following the longest intro ever. But... um yeah, it'll, it'll be a good discussion because the discussion is with me. Yes. By popular demand, by that, I think one person asked for it.
0: No, m- multiple people have asked for it. So we'll get into this in a sec, but a bit of background. Episode 242 of the podcast, published on like the middle of June. Great recall. 2018. I just, I knew it off the top of my head. I interviewed you and I, I distinctly remember this conversation because we were in Canada. Yeah. Um recording the bedroom of the airbnb we were staying in and it was an unexpectedly deep it was emotional f- conversation it
1: was a filler episode that ended up being a killer episode
0: Ooh, yeah more killer than filler anyway lots of chat has changed since definitely then, and um we thought it was time for an update so yeah
1: let's get into it okay Well, over to you. Ask me anything. Actually, before you do that, we should talk about the music. Our mates, Shred Kelly.
0: Yes. So you probably have noticed as of last season, we replaced the much-loved Slow Home podcast theme music with a song from my favorite band, Shred Kelly, straight out of Fernie in British Columbia. And I just wanted to give them a shout out because uh, it was quite literally something that i dreamed of to have one of their songs as the, as the Slow Home Podcast theme music. And uh, if you like what you hear, please go check them out. We will include links to um, their website and their Spotify in our show notes for today's episode. Um, but, yeah, go and give them some love because...
1: It's such a little ditty. It, it, the, the song's called Houseboat. And it's at the end of their album, Archipelago. The rest of the album's awesome and their new album's awesome as well. And their old albums are awesome. But, yeah, go and give them a listen.
0: Ben thinks they're awesome. So, on to our interview.
1: Yeah, let's go. I've not prepared. We have not prepared one single thing. So this could be interesting.
0: You think I haven't prepared.
1: Oh, no. You think I (laughs) have? You'd be right. (laughs)
0: So as I alluded, it's been three and a half years since this last conversation. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah, and a lot has changed since then, Um, but also several really important things have stayed the same. So you we're still married. We are still married. We still have two kids. Correct. No more. No more. We are both still self-employed. Yes. And I think that given the last couple of years, that is something that I need to applaud you for because it has been tough. Mm -hmm. It's been really difficult. Um, And yeah, before we get into it, I just wanted to share a a moment of gratitude to you because there is no way that um, I could have gotten through the last couple of years. It has been really difficult for lots of reasons. And uh, yeah, I don't think you necessarily get the thanks that you deserve. So thank you, my darling.
1: That's, uh, yeah, it's part of my job, but let's get on to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's an interesting place Mm. to start, actually. Mm. I feel like you have um, found yourself in a really different, challenging position over the last Couple, since we came back from Canada, really, and settled in the country and, you know, life being what it is now, your identity has taken a real hit. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Like your self-identity?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned this on the show before, but the 2018 year was 10 years in the making. Yes. And it was a goal that at first seems really, really unattainable, you know sort of pipe dream stuff but then as you work towards something and and kind of devote so much energy and time and resources into it it it, it, it became true and think and the universe aligned the stars aligned whatever that saying is and we we could do it and it was a goal that was wonderful it was an enormously challenging year it was hard in terms of work and balancing work with family and travel and the hectic schedule that we were on and at no point did it really feel like we were living slow at all but mm. you know we were we were doing it and because we just worked so hard for it so at the end of that all I was not I was empty complete empty shell of a person I had my ident- my identity felt was just stripped away like I felt like I'd achieved all I needed to really do. It was mm. such a weird feeling. Mm.
0: And then pair that with sort of landing in a new place.
1: Well, I, I think it was all connected. So we, were, we came back and we didn't have anywhere to live, but that was on purpose because yeah. we wanted to start fresh. And so we were then, you know, obviously thinking about what we we're wanting to do. Coming into a new area, place, you know, I could have, you know how people reinvent themselves and just become someone else and, you know, because their priorities change and they just, you know, just change. I didn't. Mm. I felt still like a shell for a good while upon sort of re-entry. It took a long time to, to, to re-enter normal life. My self-identity, all I could say was it felt like a, I felt like a shell Mm. of my former self. And
0: then I think that maybe that ran into the horror show of the last two years. So we were only in our new place for six months or so before the drought really hit here, uh, even though it had been, you know, decimating other areas earlier than that. And then on the heels of the drought really biting, we had Black Summer, which was sort of... Six weeks directly impacting us of constant threat and yeah. danger and anxiety. And then we had COVID hit. And, you know, as we all know, that has just thrown everything up in the air. So, you know, I think it's been interesting for me to watch you grapple with that. Mm. How did you so hard, because it feels like it's, you know, it's become the status quo, at least temporarily. So it's hard to kind of see it as something separate. But where did you land during COVID, either like both last year and this year, and has there been any difference?
1: Yeah, so it was all about surviving, right, the last two years. And you're quite right, my self-identity just then almost diminished entirely during COVID and during the last couple of years in that I just had no, there was no spark really. Mm. You know, I didn't feel passionate about much really. What did excite me was I started to connect, this is before COVID, connect with the community and set up like a men's sort of dads group at the school and be involved in the kids' school life and the community. Like that started to, you know, bring a little bit of joy and 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 spark in my life. But then COVID, right? Mm. Like then it just sort of plummeted and it would have plummeted for everyone. And so I re- I've made a note here. It's just said that the last two years has all been about surviving, not thriving, even though I've wanted to put things in place. I just, c- I couldn't, even if I, if even if I wanted to, I just, just couldn't put. Mm.
0: One of the ways though I have seen you change significantly is your approach to your health. And I feel like that really ramped up this year when my dad got sick, because I know I looked at my dad and how, how critically unwell he was um, and can't help but think that the fact that he's always been active, he's always really focused on his fitness and his health may have helped him Mm. to overcome some of the hurdles he had to overcome to the point where he is now, which is virtually a full recovery, which is phenomenal. I know I took some significant inspiration from that. What about you? (laughs)
1: Um, I'm already... It's going to be hard to talk now. Um, yeah, health has been huge this year, 2021, mm. because, yes, you know, if, if if something like the experience we've been through this year doesn't kick your butt in that regard, then nothing will. So <clears throat> that's something that I've really worked hard on. Mm, yeah. Um, and, it, and it's been great, like it's been, but it's been like the, I feel like it's been the push just to, just to get back and, 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 and start looking after myself more because you do realize what, what this year, and it's a saying that a lot of people would say is that life's too short and it really is. Mm. It really is. If you. When you really think about it, it's it's too short to remain a shell for too long. So, this year, um, oh, back in the day, I did a podcast with Mike Campbell. Yeah, um, we'll link to it. Yeah, and we were—I think we were in Canada, our second home, because we we were just on a holiday there. I think. And prior to the interview, he's like, "Oh, can you tell me about your motto for life or something?" And I'm like. I didn't have one and I just kind of like thought about it, like what is my mop- motto and it, I reached these three words health happiness and heart back then it's almost like I didn't believe in my own mm. motto I wasn't actually living my motto mm. it was more like that's my goal mm-hmm. so yeah I've really felt this year uh it has been all about health probably physical more than mental yeah um i I have struggled mentally. I definitely struggled mentally last year, but who didn't, you know? You know, and I've, I don't feel like I'm fully on top of that yet. But certainly, my physical health is. I said to you the other day, I was like, I'm, I'm fitter, and feel, better than I, I think I've ever had in my adult life. Yeah. And the other big piece of the puzzle for me is um and something that I've struggled with more than I thought I would, um, and it's turning 40. Yeah. I turned 40 in October and
0: I was scared. Yeah,
1: I was really scared. I was really, really scared uh, about that. Why? I just, uh, going back, and this is going to sound awful, but going back to when my parents were 40 and seeing them as 40-year-olds, I just always thought that was really like old and um, I know it's different and it, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. I would have been very young, but The perception of forty is very middle age now, and you know.
0: I think it used used to to be. be. That's what I'm saying. I'm
1: trying to say, yeah, it used to be very middle age, and you know, your physical health is not what it was, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Everyone's like, oh, it
0: all goes to shit once you turn forty. Yeah,
1: yeah. so that was on my mind, and and had been uh, probably a year before. So,
0: well, that was sort of the catalyst for you in initially starting to focus on your health, like. Mm-hmm. you know, beginning of COVID, that kind of period, Yeah, we had been, you know, training a little bit before that, but not really with any sort of consistency. And then COVID took the wind out of the sails of it Yeah, and we couldn't train, um, you yeah. know, outside of the house. Um, and that sort of took some getting over for you. Mm. But I feel like the, you were like, I want to be physically well and feel physically strong by the time I turn 40. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I almost got there, I think. I'm almost almost there.
0: Well, I mean, okay, this is a conversation yeah. you and I have a lot. Yeah. Because I feel like w- your drive was to feel physically stronger, fitter, more well. And there is no doubt that you achieved that. But it's your natural tendency to then move the goalposts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you're like, okay, do I feel do I feel the thing that I wanted to feel? Yes. Is it enough? No. And my concern is and always has been, when will it be enough? Mm. You know, whereas you're like, but I like having a goal. I like pushing myself. So this is the tension, I guess, or the difference between the way you do it and the way I do it.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm scared that if I don't have the goal, then I'll 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 turn into the shell again. Right. So, I always need to, maybe I just need different goals and not a whole bunch of goals. It's weird. Like, I've always just had one goal.
0: At a time. At a time.
1: I, I, know, do, I think that that's, that's sensible. my personality. I, yeah.
0: I think it's sensible because yeah. if you set yourself a huge number of goals, right, across work, across, you know, relationship, community, family, health, mental health, and you have goals for all of those things, at no point does anyone have all that stuff on lockdown. No. I you know? know like you choose 20 of your top priorities in life and i reckon you could maybe spend any particular any given day any given week or month focusing on three of them Hmm. there is no way that you can do all the things at once yeah so i think that whether it's just your natural tendency or like a protective measure focusing on one at a time is it's sensible
1: thank you i'm going to take that you should yeah
0: i'm very wise (laughs)
1: One of the big lessons this year for me has also been embracing the uncertainty. Uh, and we've spoken about this previously and how we love change mm. and how we, we're addicted to like changing things up all the time and the experiments that we've done and all the rest, you know, all that all that sort of stuff's connected. And I think the uncertainty in the world now has it put us in pretty good stead for that in that we're not we can sort of flow through that uncertainty and still you know, be reasonably okay. And I think that that the last five years and the practice that we've done with experiments and with changing things up has really, I think we, has put ourselves in a really good position. Uh, and I keep on trying, I, I keep on reminding myself that in that, yes, everyone's struggling, but you know you've done quite a lot of work to be okay in these current circumstances. And now I'm kind of talking about career and and work mm. and and job and that stuff because yeah that was that's that's been my identity has been my role within this family as
0: provider as you, the provider
1: yeah. we've never really th- spoken about it
0: have we no we haven't but it, it well we have but i feel like we've only ever spoken about it through the lens of my insecurities around it yeah. rather than your sense of um Like identity. Yeah. So I've felt very insecure about my capacity to Mm. contribute, you know, as someone who has been self-employed in a creative role for 10 years and for the vast majority of those 10 years earned $0. Yeah. That has been something that we've needed to constantly or consistently, not constantly, um, return to and work through. So I think that we have spoken about it, we've spoken around it.
1: Yeah, because it's been so difficult over COVID as a self-employed person yeah. and a self-employed person within a service industry that is a cost code, as in organisations don't really need my services. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about public relations and communication and and to, and to a certain extent, podcasting. You know, it's not... A a huge requirement, and initially, when the first wave of COVID hit, that certainly was the case. Well, you
0: lost everything virtually overnight.
1: I've had to stop thinking about my career as a path towards something, because if you do that, I think you tie yourself up in knots. So I've had to have a you know take a step back and had to completely adapt my way of thinking about my career over the last two years
0: have you changed your definition of success as a result
1: i think so i think so i'm i'm still pretty particularly driven in terms of what i do i know we've had discussions about what success looks like yes uh, multiple yeah and what i've okay what i've discovered is a career the way that i traditionally saw it as you know becoming the best in what i do mm. is probably not Going to happen. I'm thinking about it like a path and a career for me. And you have like all these studies saying you'll have like eleven different jobs and three different career changes in your entire working life. I'm always like, oh, maybe for them. I'll buck those statistics. This is my way, and this is what I'll do. And that path for me has been pretty straight. Like I've I've succeeded in everything basically that I've put my mind too mm. but then COVID hit and that was out my out of my control right so that path got destroyed so I've had to rebuild the path but I've rebuilt it in a way that it's not singular anymore there's a lot of different areas where I can move within my career like for example just doing this the the, the simple fact and we don't The podcast, which is how many episodes?
0: 350 or something. Yeah, this
1: is just something that would have been a passion project of ours. I think one day you said, I want a podcast. And I said, I know a little bit about that. Yeah, let's do it. So it's a skill now that I have and that people pay me money to produce and host and work on Mm -hmm. podcasts as part of my career now. And there's there's other bits and pieces of that of that path that I'm starting to explore. So that excites me now as having that diversity. Whereas before it was like, it just felt like a the path had a mm-hmm. tunnel over mm-hmm. it and I was just heading in this direction. I it. couldn't get off it. And I, you know, if I got off it, then I would never earn money like I have before. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just thought I'd have to start it, but it's not it hasn't been that case because there's a lot there's been a lot of skills that I've learned that I've been able to transfer over thanks to stuff like this that we've yeah. just picked up and because we've li- we've liked podcasting and now that's that's sort of yeah a, a really strong part of my career
0: so you and I have had a lot of conversations about like why we've felt like we're languishing the last couple of years and i think we landed on the lack of adventure, at mm-hmm. least initially. Mm-hmm. As conflicted as I feel about the idea of travel and the carbon footprint of you know of an individual's travel, um, it's still something that we love doing. We love adventure. We love exploring new places and living new places. That has obviously been off the cards for two years and I think that that is something that we have, oh, and look, and let me say, I get that that is a privileged place to have landed um, at least in part of the conversation. Um, But the reality is we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it because of finances. We couldn't do it because of, you know, things outside our control. So that I think has driven you to look more creatively, maybe like look at your career choices as an adventure yeah, oh, is, totally. Okay. That's
1: perfect, perfect way of describing it. Travel has been everything for, to well, us. That's so been the thing that has driven, driven both us. of us yeah. to yeah.
0: succeed in various ways was to enable us to travel, you know, yeah. and I think that one of our values, our shared values is adventure and we have always seen that through the lens of travel. Yeah. But the last two years has shown us that actually it doesn't need to be, I guess is what I'm trying to, yeah. to get at. Yeah,
1: because I always thought to be successful is to – have that ability to, to travel and experience in that way. So it
0: wasn't so much about stuff for you. It was, yeah, or it was about experience. That's exactly right. Mm.
1: Again, like, a like you said, like a hugely privileged position to come out, but that was, yeah, that was it. And it's changed. So we're no longer thinking about trips and overseas travel.
0: I think we're out of the habit at the moment.
1: Well, just the fact that we can't do it, but exactly. I, I'm I'm interested to know whether we would go ever go back there as that goal.
0: I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have no idea where the chips will fall over the next sort of six months as things start to open back up. So, for people who aren't in Australia who are listening to this, we've just in our state come out of another fourteen, fifteen weeks of heavy lockdown. We haven't been able to leave our um, local government area for virtually all of that time. Still haven't been able to see our families because we live in a different part of the state. So, you know, we're very much at the beginning. Our kids go back to school next week. Mm. Uh, we're very much at the beginning of re-entering, you know, a somewhat normal life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we're coming at. And I think the next six months are just going to be fascinating to see because I, I've had a lot of conversations with people, and you and I have had many talks about how anxious we feel about what's coming. Yeah, you know. So I guess the challenge is to view the current set of unknowns as another adventure, maybe. You know, that feels like a positive way of looking at it, rather than just anxiety.
1: Yeah, it's embracing that uncertainty. Mm. Just con- which we've we've done to date, and we just need to continue to do. I think in the, it's definitely in the little mm. the, the next little while.
0: Going back to your journey with your physical health, what's that look like for you at the moment? Like focus on it. You know what? What does the focus look like?
1: Uh, initially, it's all. It was all tied to uh, if I was ever in the position that your dad was in, mm-hmm. I wanted to be strong enough to be able to come out the other side like he has. <laughs> to have given
0: it every <laughs> yeah,
1: chance. basically that was that's sort of where it started, and uh, and thinking about it it it's never like i i want to be a certain body type and way looking a certain way it's just feeling really well and feeling fit and better in myself and like i said like I i feel like i'm as fit as i've ever been and that's that was that should be the goal and that should should be enough but then I get on things. It's so hard, right? When you get in that fiz- fitness sort of environment, then you got things like, like I started to go to CrossFit, for example, mm-hmm. just to try that and see what that's like. And I'm, you know, dabbling in that. We've se- we've we've been able, to, fortunate enough to see personal trainer during COVID, which yeah. is we've been outside and all the rest of it, and COVID safe. Not breaking any rules. COVID safe, but. What, what I think is the most interesting for me is that I'm finally letting myself feel valued enough to warrant mm-hmm. the attention of being fit and, and the time and energy it takes. Right. So at the moment, not that I am obsessive or anything, but like I train five days a week yep. and that training looks like weights and cardiovascular stuff. It's like whole body training uh, and could be, you know, hour and a half sessions. And that that's
0: a lot of time. It is a lot of time. To
1: spend on yourself. And for I've just, you know, previously thought I could be doing so many other things than that. And so and that was all tied into my role as the career person and the one that needs to be focused on making money. But now I'm like, I'm giving myself permission to entertain (laughs) that side of well, you of, value of yourself yeah. as
0: a whole person rather than just that identity, you know, of the provider, of yeah. the and it, career-oriented correct. person. Are you less productive now?
1: No, I don't think so. I,
0: I don't think so. We <laughs> I think if anything... We haven't been allowed to leave home. Really, sure, but, but, you know, I think that if anything... Allowing yourself to step away to, and, you know, I made the comment yesterday that I know that when you're training, that's like headspace time for you. That is Mm. so important. Mm. You go and you listen to music or you listen to a podcast and you just be all in to what you're doing. And it's like mindfulness for you Mm -hmm. and really important for you. Um, I think that giving yourself that has rounded out some kind of hollow spots in you. yeah And while you know you're in a period of transition career wise it hasn't kind of shaken you to your core like it might have otherwise yeah exactly Exactly. and it's also self-esteem because you know i've mentioned a lot on the podcast over the years that my self-esteem stuff has stopped me from doing a lot and continues to stop me from doing a lot exercise being one of them i think you know you speaking about that so clearly probably was a bit of a light bulb for me um it's also something that you have had to work through just not in the same ways you you've inspired me and you and I have spoken a lot too about like it's about aging well and part of me exactly part of me cringes to say that because I'm like I'm not for I'm not yet 40 nearly next year don't rush me and (laughs) you have just turned 40 I had never once thought about that as a problem that has never worried me like it worried you and it feels still feels young to me yeah uh so i didn't want to talk about aging well as if we're giving up but it's the opposite actually it's like i would like to be and i know you already are the person who moves every day Hmm. and if you don't stop doing that whatever in whatever form it looks like then you'll be the 80 year old who moves every day
1: we want to be the 75 year olds Still charging down ski hills mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, whether we've got bionic knees by that stage. But you know what I mean? Like fit Absolutely. enough and like wanting that that sort of, and that's all it is for me. It's that quality of life longer on enough. Do the work now and it, it, it will benefit you know, it, hopefully. Yeah, we don't know what's around. <laughs> we don't the corner, know, but, but you know, hopefully that's give it, it your best, It right? puts us in a in a good position. So going back to the three themes of my mantra slash motto. Mm. I really felt like it has all been about health.
0: Recently. Recently. Yeah.
1: Last couple of years, last year, mm-hmm. start of the year.
0: Okay. Yesterday. Well, you and I yeah. said at the beginning of 2020, Yeah. this year we focus on our health. And joke was on me because I got chronically ill in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so I did have to focus on my health, just not in the way that I had hoped. Mm. So, you know, you, you were there with me the whole time. Um, but you kind of, I think, took your foot off the accelerator when I was unwell and you had to pick up well, so much it, it, at home. It,
1: it was obvious to me that the health that mattered was yours because it was serious. Mm. You were, it was for a few weeks there, I don't, pe- people probably don't understand this because we haven't really spoken about it, but for a few weeks there, it was looking not great. Mm it was the great unknown that is what it was because we just did not know what was wrong with you and cuz you just didn't you weren't getting no answers well you were getting no answers but you also were not benefiting from any of the treatment you were getting mm-hmm. you know that there was just way too many questions and running out of answers that's what it felt like And so there was a lot of time and energy going into that. And when was that? That was this, you know, it was still this year. Uh, Well, no, it started last year.
0: The year just, the two years have become one hellish landscape. Um, But, you know, May, June last year, I think, uh, was when it really kicked off. And then kind of through June, July, August, September.
1: Yeah. 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 The other theme for this year has also and it's connected to health definitely is um drinking alcohol and I know that this that's a thing that you want to explore later on in the series but Mm. just to put my sort of I don't know influence on it you you've you've not drunk since November last year last year oh yeah coming up to a year yeah and I would You know, like I've always had, I don't know, like a social uh, relationship with alcohol in that like in any social situation, that's when I'd have a drink Mm -hmm. and in certain situations drink too much. Part of Australian culture, I think a lot of people will sort of understand and appreciate that. Mm. And there's a lot of people in my life that don't do that, Um, don't overindulge and I always felt like I was the one that, that drank the most. And so there was a challenge for me to not drink for a period of time because with this second lockdown that we experienced this year, I didn't want it to turn into like the first one where it was 3 p.m. Totally. Drinks. I didn't want to go down that path again, and particularly with everything that was happening at the time as well. So... Oh. Going off alcohol, which I did for more than two months, I think it's changed my relationship with alcohol quite a lot mm. and I think it will have long-lasting influences. And I think it's tied into that whole turning 40 thing and that to go out binging when you
0: Ugh.
1: you know, that like it just doesn't appeal anymore. No, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean it was really because you and I have done multiple months. Months, like we, not, not in a row though. Right. We've only ever done... I think I had done six weeks a few years ago. Uh, We had done Febfast and October and all of that stuff, but never more than a month. And I know that when I gave up, I was nervous because it wasn't long before Christmas. And, you know, that's a part of a big part of getting together with friends and family has been for me. And I was always the one who was up for a glass of wine, always. And, you know, as part of my identity, that was something that was very nerve wracking to step away from at that time of year where the expectation is everyone will get a little bit silly and have a few drinks. And, you know, Um, so for me, that kind of landed in the second month. And I think had Christmas landed in the first month of me not drinking, I probably would have. Be really? Yeah, Yeah. because, and I think you experienced this in the second month as well. It
1: just does, does get easier. It becomes sure.
0: less of a habit and you start, well, I started to realize that it was about the ritual of having a drink rather than the alcohol. So I'm yeah. like, what can I do to replace that sense of ritual of relaxing, unwinding, hitting the end of the day, whatever, you know, celebrating, whatever it might be without opening a bottle of wine, you know, and I've found numerous hmm sort of substitutes and i genuinely mean it when i say i don't feel like i'm missing out yeah so to see you experience that was really cool as well i
1: felt like a cheater though to be perfectly honest we were in lockdown we weren't going anywhere sure there wasn't any social occasions you know if 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 ever there was was a first year i know but if there was ever like an easy way to go about it i would certainly was was that uh the counter argument though is that the world was falling in, so why not? But anyway,
0: but yes, we do have a couple of conversations coming up later in this, which is going series. to be That's really, like really good. More on that. Really um, good.
1: So, health, happiness, and heart. I just wanted to go to. This. Sorry,
0: I'm, you're interviewing yourself at this point.
1: Well, no, I, <laughs> only because this is the only thing that I've written down. Focus definitely has been on health. Happiness uh, is something that has been extremely hard to. Uh, achieve during COVID because you just it's not been a great time for us all so it will be interesting to see what that looks like moving forward mm. uh, within the next couple of weeks what and does then happiness mean to well you? it's family and friends right like that's to be surrounded by family and friends I'm, that's where I'm most happy
0: okay and like, yet, you're really anxious about re-entering, like yeah, social. But, but I think that's
1: that that anxiousness is is normal. I'm, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think a lot of people have experienced this. What happens when you spend so much time doing one thing and then doing another thing? It's all sort of new and scary, and mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to for that to happen, but maybe yeah, re-entry just needs to be. A little bit
0: gentle. Yeah, I think we we absolutely need to be gentle with ourselves, all of us. Yeah. I was reading a post on Instagram a couple of days ago from a psychologist, um, Chris someone. Oh, yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the people over it, it's okay not to be okay, posted it. Anyway, um, he was talking about how for the majority of the last two years, you know, the wider social world has been... We've been told that it is dangerous for lots of reasons, you know, yeah. for COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so to suddenly have that opened up to us again, it takes some time for us to readjust. And that was a really, it's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but it was quite helpful to me to kind of recognize why we might be feeling that sense of anxiety while also really wanting to see our families, yeah, you know, and really wanting to spend time with friends. I felt like there was something wrong with me for a while there that both of those could be true, you know, but yeah. I think that that's yeah. being human, right? Yeah. It's holding to opposing truths at the same time. But that's being an introvert
1: too, right? Like that goes into that well, personality yes. trait, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. like my MO, really. Yeah. yeah, I like people, just not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you stay married to me. What a pain in the
1: ass. Well, that goes to the third theme, which is heart. So, yeah, this one I want to just talk about briefly around, yeah, my loves, which is you, and and being there for you during your health battles this year, and and also being here for you during the battle that was producing care. <laughs> yep.
0: Battle's not the Which word is that so I was ironic. Use, but, but it
1: A battle? A war?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't use the word battle, but I can see why you would. Yeah. It was it was tough. I don't mm. know that I've even spoken about that on the podcast. I, c- I genuinely can't remember. Oh, I don't think we tough. should at the moment. But no. Yeah, we this will. This is about you. I think
1: we will. This is about yeah. you. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I I took over. Continue.
1: Okay. Um yeah so it has been supporting you supporting the kids mm-hmm. uh, and the challenges of having them home and you know you don't want to say but they've missed out on a lot oh they a have a lot of things yeah. and you know it's it's so hard yeah um so really it's 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 kind of yeah we've we've made a cocoon That's what I feel like. We've made this cocoon, this love cocoon. We've been trying to be as gentle as possible with one another, which is really hard with a very emotional 12-year-old.
0: I thought you were going to say 39-year-old. And (laughs) 39-year-old. So thank you for showing up with your heart fully open. I
1: felt like it's been a rambling, confusing conversation, and I apologise if the end result is not great, but... It's been no, it's been nice to get just talk about some Yeah. It's stuff. indicative
0: of life though. Yeah. Particularly the last couple of years it has been rambling and confusing. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think about our chat. Head over to Instagram or wherever you can find Where, us these wherever days. Wherever you're posting. Wherever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Instagram is it. Yeah. Um, it's funny if you
1: would have told me this is where we would be after that discussion in two
0: thousand and eighteen. Oh, isn't that a trip? Like it's
1: it's scary. Yeah. Like I, I back in two thousand and eighteen, I thought I had all my shit together, yeah. and then everything happened. Well, and, and then, then life started. Yeah, again. and then that that like that romantic part of our lives in that.
0: Ah, okay. Here's a thought. No, all you right. Just, you just you you. A minute ago said that we had created a cocoon yeah. here over yeah. the last, you know, eighteen months or so as a way to buffer us against all the crap so, uh, that was happening. Yeah. yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I also think that we created a cocoon around ourselves when we were in Canada. Yep. You know, so oh, that yeah. was and sort of even in the lead up to that, I feel like we shut ourselves off from a lot of people and things and community in the lead-up to that trip as a protective measure but also as like a, I don't know, there was some kind of defensiveness or aggression or something underlying that, Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, because we ultimately weren't in a place that we were particularly happy with. So, you know, that kind of last half of 2017, all of 2018, first half of 2019, we existed in this this cocoon. And then we came back and we had six months where we were sort of thrust Mm -hmm. into a new way of being and it was uncomfortable, but we'd started to make a little bit of headway. Then COVID hit and we found ourselves back in that cocoon and I feel like we're less, we're more resistant to coming out of it this time.
1: Probably. Yep. Yep. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's, I don't have any further insight, That it's just, I, I can see that that's a pattern. Mm. Mm. It's going to be really interesting to see where we land with the next interview with Ben in three and a half years' time. Will
1: we still be doing the podcast?
0: Oh, look, that's a whole other conversation that we're not having today.
1: <laughs> oh well.
0: Um, in the meantime, though, thank let us you for know listening.
1: if let us know if you think we should be still going <laughs> <laughs> based on this ramble. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. It's um, it's always nice to have those conversations. I think, I, yeah.
0: look, I like having them. Whether people like listening to them or not is a whole other thing. Yep. But very grateful to our dog who has joined us and is now whining. Yep. Uh, but also grateful to you who is still listening at the end of this episode.
1: Yeah. If you're still listening in the comment, comments box, write health, happiness and heart. Thank <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, take care and we will speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.